Welcome to the Candida Chronicles with our host, Michael Biamonte, Certified Clinical Nutritionist. In this podcast, Michael will answer your questions and reveal the shocking truth that the cause of most chronic ailments is not what you've been told. The source is Candida, a yeast overgrowth which, when it becomes systemic, can cause all sorts of seemingly unrelated ailments such as chronic fatigue syndrome and even weight gain. For more information on how Michael can help you, please visit healthtruth.com, that's health-truth.com, or phone his office at 212-587-2330. And now, without further ado, Michael Biamonte. Hello everyone, That's... this is Michael Biamonte, Clinical Nutritionist, with another episode of the Candida Chronicles. Today we're going to be discussing the role of vitamin B1 and Candida. Now, B vitamins, generally speaking, are not a good thing for the Candida patient to take because the B vitamins in their whole, when they're, they are present as a group, and they are helping you to both digest starches and convert starches into other forms of sugars, aid candida in making those forms of sugars more available to the candida cells. This is a big question people have when they read my website where I say that you should not, a person with candida should not take B-complex. And what we're referring to when we say B-complex is the B-complex vitamins. This is all of the Bs together as a complex. We're not referring to individual B vitamins, which aren't necessarily harmful. But the Bs as a whole taken together, doing their rightful job, break down starches into simpler sugars and make it more available for carbohydrates. Individual B vitamins do not do this. The B vitamins all individually have interesting properties. To go through them, B1, which we're going to discuss today, has interesting properties. It itself, in the earlier part of the 20th century, was known as the moral vitamin because it was observed that people who were immoral or who did immoral and harmful acts very often improved in their state when they were given B1 as an injection or as a treatment. B6 uh, has diuretic properties when taken at high doses. It also is very important for the absorption of zinc and magnesium to have proper amounts of B6. Pentothenic acid serves as the major vitamin for the adrenal cortex and helps the adrenal glands produce their hormones. And as we go through the list, each B vitamin, interestingly enough, has its own interesting story. B1 in particular has a, a very important place when it comes to the candida patients because of B1's interaction with aldehydes. 
Aldehydes are alcohols which are given off by candida, which produce a great many of the symptoms that candida is known to cause. Aldehydes are detoxified by vitamin B1. There are in fact many different types of toxins which B1 helps your body detoxify, aside from aldehydes. Many of the people who wake up drunk in the morning, who have this chronically drunk feeling, are candida patients who would benefit from taking B1 as a supplement. B1 would, in many cases, be able to clear the candida patient's head or their mind and help their thinking when taken as a supplement. There are bad effects to taking too much B1. B1 has the ability to mobilize calcium at a very fast rate. So someone who takes large amounts of B1 for a long time can become calcium deficient. It can be particularly noticed in their teeth that their teeth will lose enamel and lose calcium. This will also happen right directly from the person's bone. There will be bone loss with excessive B1 intake. As a supplement for the candida patient, B1 can be effective at doses between uh, 250 milligrams to 500 milligrams per day or per meal. People have found a benefit with as little as 100 milligrams of B1 as a supplement. Taking too much B1 individually by itself can bring about an imbalance or deficiency in other B vitamins, so you want to make sure you consult your health practitioner if you decide to use B1 therapy. The ideal situation for the candida patient would be to try upwards to 500 milligrams of B1 per meal for a week or so and see how they feel, see if there's a noticeable difference in how they're doing. If there is, then you know B1 happens to fit the particular pattern that the person has. When taking B1, you eventually want to reduce the dose to see what the minimum dose that you can still maintain an improved uh, condition with. You don't want to take the maximum dose throughout your whole treatment. The idea is to get a buildup of it in your system and then reduce the amount. As a water-soluble vitamin, B1 will leave your body generally easily and not cause any major problem with your nervous system. But taking too high of a dose for too long of a time, as I said, will cause calcium deficiency and imbalance the other Bs. There are many diseases or illnesses of the nervous system which are treated with B1. And at this point, it's speculation as to whether or not those illnesses of the nervous system actually have their origin in candida. If you look up the history of vitamin B1's use, you will see that there are various problems that have been uh, attributed to being neurological, which have been treated with B1 with success. In particular, B1 has been known to help 
improve and smoothen out, smooth out people's irregular gait. An irregular, irregular gait refers to a person's walk. When you observe how one, how one steps when they walk, you're observing what is referred to as their gait, the swinging action of the legs and the feet. People who have irregular gait have seen huge improvements by taking B1. It's known that B1 does help neurological function. So this would be why. The question would be whether or not this neurological function is being interfered with by candida overgrowth, which is why the gait would be abnormal and then B1 would help the situation. Any test that a person can do which would measure their free radical activity, and particularly their aldehyde levels, would be of use in measuring whether or not B1 is helpful to them. If someone takes B1 for several weeks and does such a test, you'd be curious to see if there's a reduction in the aldehyde level or the free radical level. If there is, it would mean that B1 was crucial in that individual person in forming various enzymes which reduce those particular aldehyde or free radicals. B1 would not be looked at as a miracle that everyone would take and would be uh, like, let's say, a miracle drug for all patients with candida. It unfortunately is a unique individual response. As Roger Williams, one of the fathers of nutritional medicine, pointed out over 50 years ago, everyone is biologically individual. What works on one person is different than another. In our modern times, we now know that people nutritionally and biochemically are individual for many reasons. With the genetic work that's been done in the last 10 years, and has been available commercially, we've seen time after time people's ability to utilize or need different nutrients, largely based on genetics, is individual, one from one to the next, let's say. We know that a person's mineral pattern in their body, for whatever reason, that pattern has evolved. That, that would be a debate of another type, but when you take a mineral test on someone, for whatever reason their particular mineral pattern is what it is, that mineral pattern causes them to utilize vitamins or need vitamins differently than another person. So everyone has their own unique, uh, let's say, biochemical needs. There are many ways that this has been traced over the years. It's been traced by blood type, it's been traced by individual genetics. It's been traced by nervous system dominance and by metabolic type, which is a whole other area. Every school of medicine has had a categorization or typing where they put different bodies in. And as you look at these different categories, you'll find that the individual nutri nutrient needs vary different one type to the other type. So whether or not B1 would work on any individual, one would not know unless one had a strong science background into these different types.
and could affirm that the person before them was a type that needed to be one, or trial and error, which is of course the easiest way to do it, would tell you this. There's a particularly interesting form of B1, which is marketed as alethiamine, which I would recommend the candida patient trying. Alethiamine is a form of B1 that works within the sulfur-bearing amino acids and different sulfur compounds in the body. The alethiamine is able to mobilize the various sulfur amino acids and get their actions in so that your detoxification is actually increased. Alethiamine has been found to help regenerate liver dysfunction, repair liver damage, uh, on and on. It's a, a fascinating source and form of B1. And as I said, this would be the form of B1 that I would recommend that the candida patient take if they, their symptoms are extreme. The person who has extreme symptoms of aldehyde toxicity usually benefits more from taking alethiamine than just your standard B1. One could always start by taking B1 and then graduate over to the use of alethiamine. When taking the B1, there are several things that you could observe. Uh, generally speaking, the effects of B1 on the nervous system generally last about 45 minutes. So if someone takes about 100 milligrams of B1, the peak effects will last 45 minutes. There could be gray areas on each side which last a little longer, but the peak effect will last 45 minutes. So it's important that you really look at the change in your symptomatology and gauge how much you want to take and then space out your dosing depending on what's occurring. Alethiamine is virtually, now I'm going to say this with a, a caveat, but it is virtually a fat-soluble form of B1. I don't know that it can be documented that it actually is fat-soluble, but its behavior resembles that of a fat-soluble vitamin. Therefore, the effects of alethiamine last longer than B1, which is thiamine, in the average person's case. Again, the reason why we would want to take this supplement is primarily because the B1 helps to reduce the bad effects of aldehydes. And aldehydes are the product of candida, which cause most of the mental fog, the problems with clarity, that occur, we, if nothing else, would just simply call these as being aldehyde toxicity symptoms. And the B1 is amongst the top nutrients which help to reduce the aldehydes, which would end up ultimately with a person having a reduction in the drunken feeling, a reduction in the mental uh, confusion, or the lack of clarity that would be there. There is no danger or risk in taking B1 
in that it would aggravate a candida condition because B1 itself, by itself, is not able to completely break down starches and carbs into simpler sugars. That's a job for the B-complex vitamins. And again, as I said earlier in the broadcast, if one is going to suggest that you take B1 as a trial, you want to somewhere you want to begin somewhere with 100 to 500 milligrams of B1, space it out throughout the day, give it a week or two, see how you feel. If you notice an improvement or not, you can graduate to alethiamine, which is the you could think of it as the stronger version of B1 and see how, what kind of an improvement you get from that. The odds are is you, if you improve from B1, you'll get a bigger improvement from alethiamine. I hope this information is useful. Certainly one of the most annoying symptoms that a candida sufferer has is the unclarity of mind and the, the drunken feeling. And this is something that the B1 can directly address. For those of you listening who are unaware, the first book, The Candida Chronicles, is now available on Amazon.com. This is my first book on Candida, which covers all the groundwork and the essential functions and rudiments of Candida. The book is now available on Amazon.com. It is the first book of a five-book series on Candida. Odds are this book could answer the majority of any question you have on Candida from an authoritative platform of my knowledge, which spreads over 30 years in the field of specializing in Candida. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this broadcast and you found this information useful. And we will be back on the air next Friday with another edition of the Candida Chronicles. That's a wrap for this episode of the Candida Chronicles featuring Michael Biamonte, Certified Clinical Nutritionist. Michael holds a Doctorate of Nutropathy and is a New York State Certified Clinical Nutritionist. He is a professional member of the International and American Association of Clinical Nutritionists and of the American College of Nutrition, and he's a member of the Scientific Advisory Board for the Clinical Nutrition Certification Board. For more information on how Michael can help you, please visit healthtruth.com, that's health-truth.com, or phone his office at 212-587-2330.